Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it. Welcome to New Type Flashes is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam, Universal Century, in a more or less chronological order. This week we are fast forwarding, fast forwarding to UC 223 to G Savior. With us this week, we have Scotty P. At least it's not victory. And Luke? Uh, I don't know. Is victory worse than this? In my opinion. I, I think, Scotty, thinks it's worse than this because you have to watch it for like four times more hours. <laughs> yeah. How long, how long is a 50 episode series? Right. That's, yeah. I, I'm not going to do that math. 20, 24 right. hours. Uh, yeah. Something like that. And this is not. So I would, I can say. Honest to goodness, I would rather watch G Savior than Victory because G Savior ends a lot faster. It is nineteen hours if if they're twenty three minute episodes. Yeah, but you got to cut out like two minutes on each side or a minute and a half on each side for the intro and outro. Yet if it's you're, still if you're not too lazy to skip it. Listen, it might be nineteen hours of runtime but it manages to be 19 weeks of runtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continuous. I don't know how it happens. It's like a, a time portal opens up and there's like a uh, angry Tomino there and he's just chasing you around with a whip. And he's like, he's like I could have been animating something better. Like anything <laughs> like, like Garzy's wing. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with this. All right. Well, Nobody in this movie is famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You start out with, hey, the G Savior shows up and blows up the logo all 90s style flying in. And then your all star cast listing of. Um, anyway, Rick, Ricky, there- Martin, Ricky Martin edit, edited oh, the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? The Ricky Martin? The, it, to be fair, it was Rick Martin. But like, it, let's just go with Ricky Martin edited this movie because it, you know, I'm sure it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm the sure. Intro sounds nice, though. The, I liked the intro music. Like, it reminded me very much of like, like Star Trek thing. Of all like, the oh, yeah. things I could have complained about in this movie, of all the things, the music was not one of them. Yeah. It was good. I, I was I was quite impressed. Like my this very much reminds me going forward of like a a bad version of Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek, but like made by Sci-Fi Channel. Hey, look. There's important detail here, though, right at the beginning, because the narrator tells us that the Universal Century started in 2045. We're getting close, boys. Getting close. That You know what? I think that's the first time I've ever seen that or heard that. And I think I knew that from reading it on the wiki, but, like, it's the first time they mentioned that. So, like, UC00 is 2045, right? Is that, like, the impl- what they're implying? Yeah, I, I think that I'm pretty sure there's, like, eight conflicting start dates. Though. No, Probably. it's canon, just like Thunderbolt. 
Oh, you know what? You're, yeah. You you're know right. what? Canon is more Thunderbolt right. than anything in this movie. There's Wait, a lot of canon. <laughs> listen, there's a lot of canon because, you know, the next thing it's that they talk about is this new side called Gaia. And you're like, oh, shit, it's Gaia gear canon, too. <laughs> well, the, fu the funny uh, thing was, is like, all right, so we, we, we learned there self-contained colonies called sides, right? Uh, I didn't know they called the colonies, each individual colony a side, which is the implication from the intro. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's 223 UC. And then they're like, these so, young settlements are getting pitted against each other. I'm like, but they're like 223 years old at this point. Yeah. And, <laughs> and mean, the, young relative to the earth. I guess. Well, I mean, is it the, how old is the U.S. at this point? Maybe what it is is this is canon to Gundam X, and so all of the colonies basically dropped onto the Earth as an act of war, and then now after Gundam the X, they, re, they yeah they rebuilt them. Hey, the look, ones, yeah, guy is on side eight. It's extreme. There's an eighth side. Where is it? I I don't. I maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know what this was. It was a, uh, it was a. Uh, all right, guys, you have to recap the entire UC. You have twelve seconds. Go. Universal Century is a thing. Welcome to Earth. There are sides. They're in space. Gundams. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least now we get to cut over to C Lab twenty twenty one, which is like that's great. <laughs> Yeah, you, what is it? The French uh, trench or the the fresh trench or something like that? Fresh Prince trench. <laughs> it's like deep underwater in a trench. It's and man, it is fucking dark. You better hope you put your brightness on your screen up on this motherfucker. Because like I, after it like shows like the nice seaweed pictures, it gets fucking dark. Uh, and now, unless you just watch the DVD and nice, clean, crystal clear 480 <laughs> on YouTube and Internet Archive for free. I watched it on YouTube, to be fair. I will admit that. So uh, they were in the deep face trench. And I want to be clear here. He works for hydrogen, not hydrogen. It's hydrogen. OK. Like hydro tack G-E-N. 100%. Listen, all I know is I want one of their computers. Those rigs look like they were donated by a local elementary school. Like they had just upgraded to IMAX and they're like, you got to take these old, these old things, these IMAX are replacing. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. This is way better than the other stuff we had. I mean, we saw the computers and like Zeta. Like these are, these are a big upgrade. So we, we hear a man named Simmons saying Rover one has completed its descent. And we learn that the guy piloting Rover One, I don't know when they name him because like I I actually didn't hear it for a little bit, but his name is Mark. Mark is our main character. And Mark is a dick. Mark is a dick. Pretty much everybody in this fucking movie are assholes. Like they all have really low charisma uh, scores. No one's good. No one's good in this movie. I will say, um, we saw Mark, and Mark is very obviously the main character, right? Like, you, they introduced Mark, very obviously the main character, and I couldn't put my finger on why it seemed wrong. And I'm like, it's yeah, the chin. he's got the chin. You know he's the main not character. The chin. It's not the chin. So, uh, well, I mean, maybe that's how you know it's the main character, but I was looking, and I'm like, something's not right. I don't understand. I just can't put my finger on it. I got, like, 25 minutes into watching this, this film before I realized it's because he's an adult man. That's the problem. He's not a teenager. 
and I, so it didn't feel right. And I'm yeah, like, he, why, why is this old ass man like this old decrepit man who's who's 30 in this show? He has the same issues, but he doesn't have the physical immaturity that we need. Yes, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know if it's the same issues. Well, and also we're introduced to him and he's in this amphibious mobile suit. Like no man starts out in an amphibious mobile suit. And it's, and it's especially a, a really, especially crappy one. I don't know what this is. I didn't look it up because I don't it, care. It looked bad. It looks like a shitty at guy. Yeah. Like a, like a at guy or something like that. That was left over from the one year war. Yeah. Like kind of an at guy. Like, but not as good as an at guy. Because I mean, we, again, we've all seen Thunderbolt. Those at guys fucking melt face. Those at guys in Thunderbolt fuck. Okay. <laughs> Mark would probably be into that, which we will, we will keep getting into this. <laughs> to uh, be because fair, I'm pretty sure everything, everything in, in Thunderbolt fucks. Okay. Uh, it is called an MMS DS 209 guppy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that that guppy, that guppy's gonna die. Anyway, uh, we yeah. should we should get to it. This really boring rescue scene. Well, so you 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 hinted at it, but Simmons and Mark are flirting with each other like this entire time, and then they detect something on the radar, like something's on the radar, and uh, Rover Rover One is like deploying a little cage thing to a rock. And then, like, as he's doing that, there's, like, an explosion. It's, it's intense. Like, you can tell it's intense because, like, it's loud and he moves around a lot. Um, there's some jiggling that happens. <laughs> some camera jiggles. <laughs> uh, and then, like, they lose comms with him and everybody's like, ah, shit, he's dead. But, like, you know he's the main character because of Chin and, like. Well, everything. and he's, like, absolutely fine, doesn't even realize the comms don't work. He might have just been fucking with him because he's an asshole. He doesn't even realize. It. Like, yeah, he, he's just not responding. He's just not answering. Sorry, guys. I was I was chewing. Yeah, he's he's like, what's the what's the problem? I just didn't have anything to say. I mean, I'm just you know just out here. What's up? What's going on? Yeah. So he reboots all the systems on the rover, and everybody's like, ah, good. He's alive. The movie can go on. Um, and then we we hear someone re- re- piloting a suit requesting help. Uh, and we learned that it is what hit the rover or caused the, the shockwave that caused problems with the rover. Um, he's like, I don't have time for search and rescue. Got to be safe now. I'm going to lose oxygen. And we learned he fell from outer space. He, and it looks kind of yeah. like a Zaku. I probably thought about this harder than I should have, but the implication was that his mobile suit wasn't equipped for underwater so he falls underwater and then he's not set up to be able to like swim back out and he's stuck essentially. And so Mark, that's, that's why Mark has to go save him. Like, yeah, he fell from outer space, but he doesn't have the necessary equipment to, he has thrusters. His thrusters don't work. Mark tells him to get his thrusters because they won't work. Yada, yada. I thought I, I spent more time on this than I should have. Yeah. He, yeah. He's running out of oxygen and uh, Mark's like, stay calm. I'm coming in. No, he says, I'm going to attempt coupling. And then the other pilot reacts to this by going, what? And he's really surprised. And it was, it was genuinely unintentionally funny. 
Yeah, it, and, and it, I mentioned it before. It does kind of look like a, a Zaku or maybe even like, uh, what was the one in 0080? 0080, 0080 uh, the Ashamar. It, it kind of has like that, that horn in the front. You're talking bit. about the one that he rescued or the one that he Yeah, the one he rescued. The one that he was piloting, rather. Yeah. Do you mean a, do you mean a, like a high gog? Mm, maybe. Ashamar is the UFO thing from Zeta. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, whatever. Um, or, or the camp, the camphor. Camphor, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I got there. I, I had a note here that he, uh, Mark makes him jettison his pack so he can be coupled. Yeah. And then Mark couples him. Yeah, he's gonna, he's like, I, but I need my thrusters to, to thrust. And he's like, dude, you're underwater. They don't want to do anything. Just fucking inject I'm, them. Your thrusters are no good here. I'll be doing the thrusting. Yeah, he's like, dude, we're surrounded by salt water. Like, <laughs> we, no, we can't do anything right now. But then, so when they get back to Lab, and this guy is on a stretcher, he's like, oh, Mark, I just don't know how to say, how to say thank you. And Mark's like, you, you already did. did. And I was like, whoa, we missed, they skipped like the whole hand job scene. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the meat cute apparently. That reminded me of the, uh, the scene from uh, Team America World Police where, <laughs> where he says, <laughs> prove yourself. <laughs> Prove, prove your loyalty. Suck my dick. <laughs> uh, you already did. Uh, yeah, so then some grumpy military dudes march into C Lab. And it's it's clear like these are the baddies. So well to, to, to make some to, to this was a confusing series of events for me at first. So to be clear. Mark used to work for consent and then he no longer gives consent. There's also the other, the other group. So they come in and they say, you're going to receive consent. Yeah. yeah, Consent is here to give you. So uh, he, uh, so he rescues a guy from consent. This is important because at first I thought that the thing that happens was because of this guy, but it seems like unrelated and just, Really convenient timing. Well, what you pick up on, you learn that their leader here is Jack, and it's very, very obvious that Jack is Mark's ex-boyfriend. Like you pick up on that, like instantly. Yep, yep. Like you just get it. He he seen I wrote down that he seems like dollar store Shar. <laughs> Wish.com, yeah, something yeah, like he's, that. He's wish.com Shar Asnable. Yeah. yeah. Jack is is Mark's former top. And, <laughs> and and he's really upset that he's not the top anymore. Yeah, and the, but you know everything gets interrupted because he says, "Hey, you have been penetrated," and then the room goes dark. I was like, "I thought you would do this in the other order," but so well, you know he says, "You've been penetrated," or that your pen, you, the perimeter has been penetrated. And Mark's like, "What are you talking what, about? What penetration are you talking about?" <laughs> and then the, the alarms go off. So I was like, I paused it. I'm like, "How the fuck?" Did consent know that someone broke into this lab? Get to the lab. Alert Mark that the lab had been penetrated before they came into the lab. They literally like he's like the alarms go off and then you see them burst in like a scene from the original season one Power Rangers when the clay dudes show up like they fucking jump out of the water spray. Like, how did this happen? So so cool your jets for a second. I, I need to tell you about something called the new types. Um. <laughs> Are those in this? 
Well, you see, listen, everything gets explained, though, with the next scene, because you see these people in green suits, like diving suits, coming into the base. And then you realize, oh, no, okay, this is canon to green divers. And then everything just makes sense. (laughs) This is canon to the fucking roller coaster. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, so, so Jack takes over from, from, uh, they're trying to like locate the infiltrators and Mark and his buddies are like, I don't know where they come from. And Jack's like, I'll do it now. I'm the military. I'm going to figure it out. And, um, and, and like Mark and his friends, like all like go into a corner and they're like, you know where they are? I don't know where they are. Mark's like, eh. I know where they are. I'm going to go sneak off. <laughs> and everybody lets him go sneak off. And they're like, they say, they say the quiet part out loud. He totally knows where they are. <laughs> yeah. He and he, and then he goes and he's trying to open a door labeled experimental module in very large text. So we, we know what he's doing, but his card key doesn't work. And then we see the green divers are raiding C labs pharmacy. So, I, I gotta be, I gotta say, he used his card twice and it seemed like it unlocked, opened, and the door was broken. And then he had to jam a knife into it. Did that he really no, he just like a screwdriver and like pops it open and is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do this, man. Well, that, see, that was confusing because at first it looked like he took out a switchblade knife, but then in the next scene he has a screwdriver down by his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, well, so. Either, either way, Mark is cleared. Yeah, he, he's like messing around with it, and then like Jack and his group find him, and like we're gonna take care of this. And they open the door up, and all the angry military dudes just start like opening fire. Jack's like, "Kill them all!" Um, yeah, they're like, then, "Oh my god, minorities!" And they just start shooting. Yeah, like <laughs> you're like, "Wow, yeah, these are these are these are the cops." Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So most of the 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 green divers get away. But uh, one dude does get like popped in the head, and the the one woman's like there. She's like, "No, I'm unarmed. I, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender." And they're like, "Kill her. She's resisting arrest." And, <laughs> and Mark's like, "No, no, no!" He jumps in front of him, and he's like, "What are you guys doing? You're crazy." Yeah, yeah. yeah he but- he's straight like that's like a straight firing squad. He's like ready to murder those uh, intruders. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Now we we cut our scene here, and we see that Mark is having one of those trippy new type dreams. And now in this one, he is trying to fly away from his gay thoughts, and it looks like he's having a hard time. <laughs> it's like the most random flashback. It's like not a good flashback. I th- I think I think the implication is he was like wrestling, like Jack is like bringing back the. He was wrestling with the morality of being a consent soldier, and he ended up being against it. And I don't know. That was kind of what I think they were going for. But they didn't really and then they fucking that. go into the next scene, which is it even more disconnected from the previous scene. It's just like all of a sudden it's like Mark is in a suit where he was never in a suit before. Like, yeah, so- it, it, yeah. He cuts to being outside of his mining rig. In a, suit, oh. in a bedroom somewhere going to the presidential address. He looks like he is in interview with a vampire now. And you <laughs> yeah, see that 
I think he had the dream about running from his gay thoughts because you see that he's like maybe kind of shacking up with a girlfriend now. Yeah. And he's clearly not into her, but they're going, they mentioned something about a presidential ball. And I'm like, why did they elect a ball president? They're the flying coffins of the Federation. I mean. Yeah. She's like, I told you you should be moving in with me. And he's like, clearly not into it. And he's like, let me go watch TV. Turns on the news. They're like, ah, there's a food shortage on earth. And Fucking Shard dropped another fucking asteroid on Earth again. They don't. They don't say that part, but you know, this is this is all from Shard's plans. We all watch Shard's counterattack. Um, <laughs> so uh, they do like talk about how Mark like rescued this. Like you would think this would be secret, but apparently not. Uh, they talk about how Mark who rescued this. No, this no, thing. no. You're forgetting the best part of this entire fucking scene. What did I? Which part did I forget? Where, where the the woman straddles him. And so, like, I want to show everybody I have political skills. And he's like, you don't have any skills, but you've got nice legs. I was unclear. Like, it's fine with it. Like, yeah. I was on exactly what her role was. And and you're, you're kind of just wondering, is that what I think he was just turning down a blowjob? I'm pretty sure that's what he was implying right there. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, they they say something about how things are uh, are going to Alpha 2. And they're like, Alpha 2? Like, what? What? And I'm, I was sitting on my couch like, what? Yeah, I don't fucking know either. You're going to explain it? No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like Luke was saying, like he got he got credit for saving both the lieutenant and arresting the terrorist. And he was like, wait, what? I didn't well, arrest the terrorist. I like protected him from getting shot in the face. They talk about um they talk about that, and they also talk about the, the Alpha 2 thing. Like, oh, they elevated the clearance of this rig to Alpha 2, which is like something that shouldn't be on the news. But it is, and that's how he finds out about it. The guy who runs the rig finds out about it from the news. I mean, does he run the rig anymore? What happened between that? that fucking scene in the flashback and now like C lab exploded. <laughs> yeah. Well, the implication is the implication is that it's his rig. Like, I think it's implied. I think he was the that bomb. he is running the rig for hydrogen or maybe he runs hydrogen. I'm, a, I'm unclear on that. You got to say it right. Hydrogen. Sorry. Hydrogen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think it might be hydrog he pronounces it later and he says hydrogen and I got annoyed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're, they're at this party, the presidential ball and Hey, we there's a, the, we get to actually see another mobile suit here. It's, it's garden. The thing for, con, it's the consent ball here. And that mobile suit's like there to take everyone's affirmative consent when they come in. We can tell this isn't, canon though this isn't real Gundam because they're not all dressed in like Victorian garb yeah yeah right like or like suits and stuff they're wearing suits but they're not you don't have women with like the frou-frou frill dress that are poofed out and everything like that well look maybe it's because of like the food shortage that even the earth side elites are having to cut back and like, because you can even see here that these military guys kind of look like they're just using hand-me-down outfits from the Titans anyway. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Maybe so, things are getting bad Earthside, you know? It's 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 UC O two two three. So if they for, had to sit through victory. They don't have time for outfits. So so Jack and Mark argue about Earth's gravity and ecology. They don't really argue about gravity, but they, they just sit there and talk about ecology for a little bit. And it's yeah. really fucking boring. And everybody has some green Kool-Aid. Um, I did notice Jack uh, did some gay flirting with the president. Um, and then Mark sees that and gives a toast to him. And he makes a joke that they just don't go anywhere with or address again. He cracks this joke about uh, how Mark used to, excuse me, how Jack used to suck his Mark's toes. And Mark just like plays it off because his girlfriend is like, what? What is that? What'd you say? He's like, oh, no, nothing. He just drinks more of his green Kool-Aid before Jack comes on over. And he's like, wait, did you say sucking toes? And they start gay flirting some more. It's crazy. Um, it's movies. So but then then this, his girlfriend, who I don't think they've said her name yet, she just kind of like gets in the way and then Jack leaves. And then, But then some general comes up and he's like, hey, hey, y'all looking for a third? And his girlfriend's like, yeah, later. And so she goes to do something, a favor for that general who asked. And now the general's like, yeah, now I can flirt with Mark. It's really join my company again. Yeah. I I am very concerned in this whole scene that someone has unleashed a boom box on this party and is not taking responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Mark tells the general about Jack and he's like, Jack's crazy and he's mean and he, Naughty, he spanks me. He was um, literally not in the room when someone was going to kill someone else, and therefore it's his fault. <laughs> yeah, and the general's like, "Mark, I want you to look into uh, what the, these guys are stealing, and that would be a personal favor of me. Then you can join my unit again, and we can have fun. I'll be your daddy." Um. And then, but then he just does it. He just leaves. He like ditches his girlfriend. He just leaves the party. Yeah, he's like he like goes back to his girlfriend. He's like, "Here, hold my beer. I need to go for a little bit. Bye." And she's like, "You're gonna miss the president's address." He's like, "I've got something more important to do." And he leaves. To be fair, he does not have gruff movie protagonist voice. He has very well articulated thespian voice going on as if he is a stage actor and I I actually kind of appreciate it because I can understand what they are saying in this movie and that a lot of modern movies have problems with that. I wish they would have brought British Bride in for this one. You know, they do bring a recurring character, but we're about to get there. We're we're about to. We're we're not quite there because Mark has to go to the consent building now. And you know that because it's written very large on the floor, consent. And then he looks up and black dude receptionist and you go, oh, oh, okay. All right. He totally smooth operators his way past the skeptical guard. And he's like, like he does it so good. The guy's like, oh shit, dude. I'll just fucking give you like the the best clearance. Like, no, no. I want to talk about specifically how he did it because he said, "Hey, what's up? I need to go in there." And they're like, "Well, you don't have clearance." And then he's like, "You know who I am, right?" He's like, "Well, yeah. Your name is you're, you're Mark such and such." And he's like, "Cool. So you're gonna let me in, right?" And he's like, "But you don't have clearance." He's like, "But I'm gonna get clearance." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, but you don't have it yet." And he's like, "Should I go get the general? I'll go get the general. Don't make me get the general." And then he's like, "Okay, I'll just I'll just upgrade your clearance." And you can do that as the guard at the front desk. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta look at 
see, you, you can tell though that he's the scar isn't supposed to do this, but I mean, you really have to look at their body language and their facial expressions here. And he, there's totally this, there is an unwritten agreement here that they are going to meet in the bathroom after this interrogation. Like you can there's just, you can just see it. Like there is some subtext here. I, I feel like they threw about half of this movie away. I feel like this used to be like a rated X Gundam movie where it's just like, you know, they showed the porn scene and, and then they're like, you know, we need to be able to show this on the sci-fi channel. So we need to like rip the porn out, but like not leave the lead in or not take the lead in out. And look, the whole production value of the sets and costumes and everything looks about like late nineties porn. It's true. So bad. Uh, yeah, so he smoothed the operator's way past skeptical guard who upgrades his facility clearance for him on the spot. Uh, but he is not as good with this woman at first, who's just like, fuck you, dude. No, dude. I, I think he, he does not know how to hit on women. It, no, he know he's he is good because he gets this girl to reveal everything in the span of about eleven seconds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you know how he does it, he reveals. He's not one of them. He says, I don't get consent. It's like, not what he says. He's not. He saved your life. Duh. Any, anyway, this is. I saved your life is not enough, but I'm not. A, uh, I, I don't give consent is, is enough. And she's like, oh, I can tell you everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now. So this is Dr. Cynthia Graves, the chief biotechnical engineer on Gaia. Yep. And. If you're like me and you have watched the dub of Gundam Wing about 40 times, you will instantly recognize this actor, excuse me, this actress as the voice of Lady Un in the English dub of Gundam Wing. I don't think I've ever seen the English dub of Gundam Wing. I would not at all have caught that. Instantly picked it up. In, like right away, I was like, oh, I know who that is. And I went and Googled it real fast. Oh, yep. That is who that is. Mm hmm. Yep. So yeah, she she's like, yeah, uh, I was invited to the to C Lab twenty twenty, and uh, but the the guy that was there before General Revel or something like that was like Doctor Reba. Yeah, it's General Revel. It's is it Doctor Reba or Doctor Reba? Because one of them is a country singer, and I put it as, I put it in as R E V A. I put it in as, as V as well. And, and now important thing to note about this is I've never heard of this person, nor do I know why I care. And if you were invited this person, why did you break in like a super villain breaking into a lair? Because they fired him and the firing was mysterious because oh, hey. somebody can't get fired. Where you're met, you're invited you somewhere. Come to our base Oh no! Oh no! The guy that invited us got fired. Well, we're gonna. Well, we should go still. Let's break in. Well, obviously, like they never appointed somebody in his position, so it's not like their invitation ever expired. Because only could have like withdrawn their invitation. Look, what really is important here is that they need to go and get these semen samples. And Mark is like, "I can help you." <laughs> yeah. Mark's like, oh, all of Dr. Reeves' work failed. And uh, Cynthia's like, uh, nah, like, I think it kind of worked. It, they just faked it all. It's a conspiracy theory. He was working on increasing crop yields. 
uh, or something to increase the food supply and underwater growth or something. Oh, by the way, there's a food shortage. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking sure. And they've like casually mentioned that twice. <laughs> yep. Hey, you know that is that that is the most Gundam thing about it so far is very casually dropping the main point of conflict and through some throwaway dialogue lines. That's that's pretty normal, actually. It's in the spirit of things. And so now we cut back to the party and we're at the end of another scene where they have cut out all the porn parts because you just go straight to the general who is washing his hands after giving Jack a reach around. And then you go, oh, shit. Oh, okay, I get it. Gave Jack a reach around. This is Jack Reacher cannon. Duh. <laughs> Only to the books, probably. But anyway, then they talk about admiring the president's package. And I'm like, wow, is that another scene that we missed? Do, do I get to admire the president's package? president probably gave a speech in front of everybody, just like, but stripped his pants off. I mean, that's, that's what you do in late Universal Century. Meanwhile, yep. So, uh, yeah, Jack. It's funny because in this scene, Jack looks smug as fuck, and like I, I was swearing, I was like, this, the way that Jack is handling this scene with the general, the general's gonna be fucking dead by the end of this scene. I, I thought this was a death scene for the general. No, 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 not in Jack Reacher canon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, general asks if he has the rebel situation under control, and he's like, duh, and. uh Mark retrieves the sample to take to the lab. They like pull it out and they're like, let's go to the lab. Uh, or sorry, Scotty would put it. Let us go to the lab, please. Uh, let's make haste to go to the lab on the aft section of the building in which we currently occupy. <laughs> and then they do. And Cynthia, instead of doing work, starts mixing paint for her gunpla. I'm like, okay. you know, it's, it's funny. I've seen some really cool pictures recently uh, on, on the Gundam subreddit or the gunpla subreddit. Where the people are using uh, luminescent paint, it looks so cool. Oh uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, it it it, it, it works with some stuff really well. Yeah, um, and you know, Mark and Jack's hotel rooms always looked luminescent. If you went in there afterwards with like a black light, don't yeah. take the black light. <laughs> I, so uh, it took all of about thirty seconds, I think, for Mark to convince her to just tell him everything, and for him to decide to betray his country. And take her into the evidence room. Then they get into the evidence room, and she just starts madly pawing at the walls, like she knows where anything is. <laughs> yeah. So we learn that bioluminescence can make heat and light for deep sea food growth. And then she looks at Doctor Riva's enzymes. I, well, we know, so, we so know they, what these they are. They pull actually. the stuff out of the wall, and then <laughs> they pull the stuff out of the wall, and it's supposed to be an evidence locker but there's conveniently a full lab attached to it. So they go into the full lab and then she's like, this is my part of the work. And then he had an enzyme. And when you combine them, uh, it makes bioluminescent heat algae or something. They take two vials of semen. And I, I just need you to know that I wrote down, I wrote down with an ink pen on this piece of paper uh, and I put, uh, then looks in a microscope and confirms this is Dr. Reva's sperm. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Like, they could create a new form of bioluminescence and they start going into cloning and stuff and i was like oh yeah gaia gear that's right i gotta remember you know we gotta mm -hmm. have we gotta have another shark clone in in a few years here 50 or whatever so whenever jack the fuck that up. happens jack shows up and finds out that mark took cynthia he's not happy he's like no mark's mind fuck cynthia she's yeah dead. 
and Jack and Jack is like Jack is like I should get to hook up with this receptionist dude later. <laughs> this isn't right. Yeah. Uh, so so Mark and Cynthia combine their bioluminescent fluids. Yeah, they combine their fluids. It's very bright, and they're very excited. Yeah, the the the, the fluids when they combine just fucking ejaculate light. I <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it other than fucking <laughs> light just goes boom like this is where cyber new types come from. <laughs> yeah, and and she's so Cindy is so happy about this whole thing. She's like and she, she's like I'm happy to give you this glowing goo. Um, and so, so uh, Mark takes the, the tube, and I, I don't know where he's going to shove it, but it looks like it's going to get shoved up his ass for like, because they know that Jack is showing up at this point. They're like, "Oh, we got to hide this thing." So you, you need to go prison mode on this. Don't clench too hard, buddy. <laughs> um, so Jack shows up uh, and uh, and orders his uh, troops to fire on Cynthia and Mark. But they they just throw that splooge at them, and like, they're like, "Oh shit!" I guess they have like three combos. <laughs> I can't with this movie. <laughs> and like the worst part, the worst part of this entire thing. When I was watching this, my wife was laying in bed next to me. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck is happening in this movie? Why are you watching this?" A shocking amount of nothing is happening in this movie. <laughs> and they throw the fucking shiny cum vial <laughs> to like, distract the people. And like I'm getting yelled at for, for watching this pornographic movie. <laughs> could Mark, she hear it or could she, she only see the pictures? <laughs> Mark throws her in the fucking trash can. <laughs> it wasn't even trash. It was like... The liposuction fat bags in the fucking morgue in a dumpster, <laughs> yeah, in the morgue. It's like the fluid they get. It's like the bags of fluid retention that they get when they drain the bodies, and he threw her into the vat of it. This is legit. The this is to me like that. This very brief sequence of Mark picking up Cynthia and eating her into. I mean, he he does just picks her right up and just. This is Camille knocking Jared down Kilimanjaro level. Hilarity. <laughs> and then I started, I had to mute because I started to lose it when Lane's talking about getting yelled at in real life while having to watch that. Like, oh, oh man. This movie sucks. I don't, I don't think we can go on. <laughs> the only other thing that made me laugh was kind of going back a step was when the they went to shoot at Mark and Cynthia they for for whatever reason felt the need to give a close up of the guy's gun and it's very obviously <laughs> plastic it was made in it, like you can see the stamp on the side of it and it was an M4 made in Hartford Connecticut and I'm like man they could have just very easily just not shown that <laughs> well I mean you know that Connecticut's still a place because you know what was it? Uh, Eastern Australia was was blown up. Uh, like Dublin is gone, right? The middle of North America, and well, there was nothing there anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
Yeah, that's fine. Connecticut. Connecticut's there, wherever. <sighs> so if, if you really care about this movie, uh, Giant Robot FM has done a multi-part podcast, which I think is still ongoing as as we've done, as we're this is airing. Uh, and, and they will give you a lot more information and um, probably a real take from people that can They're, make it through the goddamn movie. I, my understanding <laughs> is that uh, they are uh, treating it respectfully. I, I I did let the entire movie play. I, I did not take any further notes after this part. But, you know, it, the last half hour is, uh, I won't say good, but it's it's watchable. It's it's dated. The effects are, eh, the fights are, yeah. But you know, it's it, it's watchable. It's one of those Gundam movies that had you know a few good ideas, and then just I I guess all the budget went to paying all of the animators that were working on that they were about to have work on turn A, um, because wow, this this is so low low budget. Even I mean, for 1999, yeah. like if you're a younger listener and I mean, yeah, I was, I was 14, I think, or 15 when this movie came out. Um, I'm sure there may be at least one person listening to this that wasn't even born yet, but even for the standards of the late nineties, this was a very low budget movie. Yeah. I think it was straight to uh, DVD and tape. Oh no, it had a theatrical release. Oh really? Oh, okay. It did. Yeah. You know yeah. the the DVD though that I have is you know the Bandai release of it from O2 or something like that. Yeah. And it has the Japanese dub track as a bonus feature without subtitles. I was like, "Oh, okay." Interesting. <laughs> That's a Thanks. Choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and uh we we would be remiss to mention that there is a PS2 sequel to this movie. I don't know if it has as much uh, cum bombs or what, but sequel. I can't wait for the Netflix movie. Is this wait. is this the only Gundam property that doesn't have Gundam in the name? And I don't think they say it at any point. And this is something I looked for in the credits. This is the only. Gundam thing I know of where Tomino is nowhere in the credits. They usually at least put like, you know, Gundam created by Hajime Yatate Yoshiyoki Tomino on everything. Yeah. Not on this movie. Interesting. I wonder if he like didn't want his name associated with it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you, can't use it. you know what? For the first half of the movie, I don't know about the second half. I haven't finished it free freely to admit. Um, for the first half of the movie, it felt like they had a completely different like sci-fi channel, like made for TV movie made. And then someone was like, well, we have all these Gundam like stock images. Let's just slap those in there and make it a Gundam movie. Now that doesn't hold up in the second half, obviously, but uh, it feels like that for the first half. Yeah. And, and like the sad thing is, is like, we know that's not the case. Like this was, this was made as a Gundam movie. But- yep. Yeah, this is like 100% a Gundam property. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and the the same part of the same overarching project that gave us one of, if not the best Gundam TV series in Turn A Gundam gave us this project. So whenever you see these overarching marketing things from Sunrise, never get too excited because sometimes 
They're really great, and sometimes they're G Savior. <laughs> uh, it is very hard, though, to watch this and have any faith that any live action adaptation could ever be good. Now, part of that is, I think, a reflection on just this movie not being very good. But I think a major part of it is there's a, a visual language to Gundam that I think translates very, very poorly to live action. Like you mentioned the the party scene. If you had, I think even if they had attempted to replicate the snooty Earthside elite parties that we see in the animated shows, it probably would have looked even stranger and, and weird. Like it's to be fair, I think they honestly did try to emulate some of that. They they obviously tried to like make it look more natural in person. But yeah, and it, if you can like you can watch this movie and imagine how parts of this would play out as an animated series, and it's like actually. This might work a little better or a lot better. Well, I think it would. A lot of the like a lot of the feeling of like I just don't feel like I'm in a Gundam thing is because of the lack of animation. It's because it's like 90s TV actors playing the roles. Like it feels weird in a lot of situations and I'm not saying it would be better, but it would feel more like Gundam if it was animated. Yeah, if it was Camille picking up Jared and yeeting him down the waste disposal instead of a grown man picking up this much smaller woman and yeeting her down a waste disposal while she was still handcuffed, by the way. <laughs> I think I think if you're doing a Gundam movie, my, my, my opinion would be you, you have to go one of two routes. You either have to like lean into like some of like the more comical parts of the show and like just don't take yourself too seriously and make sure that the people don't know that you're not taking yourself too seriously or you have to like lean into like very fast action-based show with minimal like people in it you know i really really enjoyed the brief part of ready player one where the dude like summons like his Gundam avatar and goes <laughs> yeah. and fights like the big thing. It's actually really, really stinking well done. And now you can, I, I feel like you can tell sunrise is like, you can use the RX 78 two here, but it has to kick ass yeah, or you can't do it. And so it does. And it's actually for all of the cringy elements of that movie, that part is really stinking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I'm not going to lie. Like real talk. When I saw that in the theaters and the gun and or the RX 78 dash two popped up, I kind of got chills a little bit. Yeah. I thought the ready, like despite the fact it's very clearly not even like it doesn't hold a candle to the books. Uh, I think it would be hard to just by the way the books were written. Like the movie was very well done with all of the, um, all of the different pieces of lore and, different things like included into it. I don't think they'll do ready player two, but it was, it was, it it was a little bit like consumerist cringy, but I, I, you know, I watched it on Blu-ray. I have no leg to stand on there to judge. So I, I thought it was perfectly fine to watch and like see all the cool stuff animated in different ways. But yeah. Happy Fool's Days, motherfuckers. <laughs> Side eight. It's three extreme. Gaia. Brand Excellent. new 
223-year-old colonies. And next time, we're going to cover Gaia gear. And we'll answer if it's canon to Thunderbolt. Mm. Everything is Thunderbolt, canon to Thunderbolt, done, Thunderbolt is the only canon. Yep. Oh, you know, uh, Rebellion just finished. Speaking oh, of. Oh, is that... Um, is that's, done. that's canon to Green Divers. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I liked Rebellion. No, that was. That's that's cool. I would love to see an official release. We never will. So nope. Nope. it's okay. I'll just read it on the internet. For free. All right. We got anything else about this uh, bioluminescent cum explosions? I think this is the worst Gundam property I've ever seen. That's it. That's all I got. Scotty, you're looking sad there. The CGI on this is about like uh, igloo, so it really worse than is. It had like a theatrical release budget, and it looks like igloo. Yeah, but the first the first igloo specifically. It looks like the igloo very first one. Yeah, absolutely. It, it actually feels a bit in places also like the Evolve shorts that we watch. Some of those. Sure. Yeah. When you get into the later parts of the movie where there is a lot of CGI with the suits. Um, all that said, I think the G Savior is not a terrible Gundam design. It's really not. No, I, I like, uh, I've seen the suit, uh, the Gunpla before, and it looks like a pretty cool looking suit. I mean, it's not doing anything crazy, but it, it kind of ticks all the boxes. And, and one thing, you know, from the, towards the end of it, there, there does feel like at least a little bit of visual continuity with like, um, Crossbone Vanguard suits in, in F91 or Zanscare suits in Victory. Well, okay, none of them have like wheels, but um, you know, they, the, the, the beam shields yeah. that you see a little bit of are the, you know, very much F91 Victory style ones. So there's, there's a little bit of, there's these little when, nuggets when of continuity there. What's that? When did F91 come out? 1991. Okay. It's in the, yeah, in the I name. Guess they, would, they would have been able. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I just wanted. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And like, it's somewhat. They they put it in a similar timeline. So. Yeah, I mean, outside of Eighth MS Team, right? Like after Victory, your next UC works are Eighth MS Team and this. So. It wasn't that big of a leap? Hit and a miss. And you still didn't know if Shar was alive or dead. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you again in two weeks. Until then. Will it be two weeks? Uh, Yeah, this one's releasing uh, tomorrow. Oh, and we have one more CCA episode. Yes, we have one more CCA episode, which I'll release in two weeks. That's right. There there might be a bit more of a delay after that. There might not, but just a heads up. Since Lane wasn't going to do it, I'm going to do it for him.